You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. It's always great when I get opportunity to preach and when I, when I get into the Word and, and I study and, and then as things come out throughout the week or the couple weeks leading up to me to preach where things just fit right into what I need to say. And this whole, this whole week, probably two weeks, I've just been going around town, everywhere I've been, and I've probably been singing out loud, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And my friend Coach Sandin, who coaches the Bulls, he's like said to me yesterday, he says, are you guys singing that song at church on Sunday? And I didn't even realize I had been singing that song. And I said, yeah, absolutely we are. And so it's interesting because before that, like last week, I'd, I'd printed out the lyrics for, for Freedom Reigns. And as I was sitting around yesterday and, and last night, I just looked up all the scriptures in that song. So before I get to my sermon, which I don't even know where, how far I'm going to get into that today, is you just think about that song. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's from 2 Corinthians 3.17. And the Spirit of the Lord is where? He's in us. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You can't go somewhere and not be free in Christ. You can't go into, the, into your pit, back into maybe part of your life. Maybe sometimes we, we go places that we're not supposed to go. I'm telling you right now, the freedom of the Lord is going with you. You're just choosing to do something that you're not supposed to be doing. Or we're, we're having thoughts that we're not supposed to think. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's from 2 Corinthians 3.17. It says, lift your eyes to heaven. There is freedom. Isaiah 40.26. The Amplified says, lift up your eyes on high and see. He says, get a heavenly perspective. So when we're singing these songs, I just want to encourage you today. They're just not good songs. This is us worshiping the Father and preaching ourselves happy, preaching the word to ourselves, preaching the word to the people around you. Do you know today that some of you became a preacher? You preached a sermon today when you sang that song, and hopefully you preached it to yourself, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. It goes on to say freedom reigns in this place. You can look at Romans 8.22 for that one, because freedom is unto all believers, but it comes upon, or it's unto all men, but it comes upon all believers. So freedom that reigned in this place, it's even reigning for you that don't know the Lord. Maybe this is the first time you've been to church. Maybe you don't even know who this Jesus character is. But freedom is reigning in your life. Just need to step into it. Matthew eleven thirty. If your burden's heavy. He brings freedom. And if you've been carrying a heavy load, just put on Jesus' load. It's light. It's easy, he told us, right? If you're hurt and broken, he brings freedom. You can look at Psalm 147.3 for that one. He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. And today we, today we preach ourselves happy. You sing yourself happy. You know, it's daylight savings time, so maybe some of us are a little groggy like me right now because I'm used to just rolling into church right now. 
Actually, that clock says 8.40, so usually I get to preach at about 10.10, so I could be here a while. <laughs> you realize that song, Freedom Reigns? This is, this is who wrote that song. A Holy Spirit-driven person filled with the Holy Spirit, someone who's praying in tongues and speaking life into their, into their, their own life, and knowing that they're a free child of God. That's who we are. You got a song in you. Have you ever just, anyone here ever just written down a song and said, that's stupid? I'm sure some of these worship people sometime went, wrote a song that says, that song's just not very good. And then they get with someone else, and they tell them about that song like, whoa, you got to sing that. So don't be shy in your singing. I, did, I believe, believe me, when I first came to Praise Community Church, I used to sit in my truck until the worship was over. I didn't like the music. But then the Holy Spirit just did something in my life, and I couldn't get enough of it. So I'm just telling you that we're just not singing songs. You're preaching yourself happy when you're singing about freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. It, it reigns in you. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm going to remind you of this. If you are a born-again believer, you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. And no matter where you go, he's with you. You can't shake him. You can't kick him to the curb. You can't leave him in the car. You can't leave him at home. You can't leave him at the office. He's with you. And he's not there to just pound you over the head and convict you of all the stupid things you're doing. He's there to convince you each and every time that you're a free man, you're a free woman in Christ. And he says, let's do it my way. So if you're here today and you're struggling with something, or maybe you're, you're a Christian that's been a Christian for 80 years of your life, and something hasn't quite clicked yet, just give your life to Jesus because there's freedom. You can give our life to Christ, and that, that salvation is your only revelation that you've had of Jesus. You're missing out because Jesus wants to give you a revelation each and every day. And the revelation is you live for him each and every day. That's freedom. Last week I talked in Galatians 5, and I'm going to read from the Passion translation from, from, from Galatians 5.1. Let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our path, past. Everything Jesus you know, there's one scripture, and I, I can't think of it at the top of my head, but I thought about it this morning, where Jesus says, I can't say everything to you right now. You guys can't handle this. He says, i got to go away, and when I go away, this, the Holy Spirit will come. And he's going to download in you, he's talking to the disciples, this, this person called the Holy Spirit. And when I download in you this person of the Holy Spirit, he's going to tell you the things that you would have blown your mind. And then you're going to share them with the rest of the world. And that's the Apostle Paul. When you think of the Apostle Paul and all his letters and all his epistles, you know what they are? They're just the things that Jesus left the earth that he couldn't say. And he downloaded them into Paul, and Paul was here on earth, and he spoke them out. So if you get into the epistles and you get into those letters, you're going to see Jesus speaking. He's just speaking through someone else. And that's what I love about Galatians 5. This is Jesus basically talking. This is God through the person of the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul saying, 
You've been set completely free. It's just, it's just parroting what Jesus said on the cross in John 19.30. It is finished. Did we just not sing that today too? It is finished. He has won. You're victorious. That's what he's saying. It's over. The chance for you to be my child is now. Who's in? That's what he's saying. So remember, if you were here last week, we talked a few things about what we focus on will empower us. And whenever you become free from something, you are now free unto something. And I wrote a little note there. It says, Mark, you are free to live the gospel of the good news, to live out the gospel of grace. That's what I'm free unto. All the other junk in my life that I thought was really good, all the, the teaching and the learning, all these things that I thought was getting me through and by in life, picked up a lot of good things, don't get me wrong. But now, I'm free because Christ set me free, and I'm free to live with him. Romans 3.22 says, We live by the faith of Jesus unto all men, all who believe, and there's no difference, which I just talked about. We have the faith of Jesus. We just don't have some little minute faith, right? We got this big, honking, mighty faith that Jesus downloaded in you. That's who we are. People want to say, you know what, I'm just, I'm just human. I'm only human. It's not true. You're one-third Holy Ghost on the middle. You got some Jesus in you. You're not just human. And sometimes for us, that's hard to understand because we, we look in the mirror or we look at our checkbook or we, or we look at what we've done. Maybe you got a, a divorce decree from somebody and you're like, this isn't freedom. But Jesus wants to meet you right where you're at. And he wants to build you up. And he wants to say, you know what, we can get through this together. We go to 2 Peter 1 through 4. I don't think I have it uh, written down. I'm not sure if I have it up on the... Okay, thank you. That's my voice back there telling me we do. Thank you, Sophia. I read a great quote from Bill Johnson not too long ago. And Bill Johnson said this. He said, Jesus is the most normal Christian that ever lived. Bill Johnson is the head pastor at Bethel, and we sing a lot of their songs. Jesus is the most normal Christian that ever lived. And I look around here, and I see some of the wheels and the squirrels running through the head because you're thinking, man, Jesus healed people. Jesus cast out demons. Jesus walked on water. He fed the multitudes. But see, that's the freedom that we're called to do. He says, I'm going to do these great and mighty things, and you're going to do better things. And when you can understand that if Jesus was a man, and if he's the most normal Christian that ever lived, that's our plumb line. It's not like we're always just fighting to get to that cross. We're just trying to get there. We're there, and we've gone beyond the cross, and we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says, now you can just live a normal Christian life. Well, what's a normal Christian life? Being Christ-like, doing the things that Jesus did. That's who he is. That's what he wants for you. It's amazing. I mean, I could sit, I mean, I got so much going through my head right now. I mean, I had such a revelation of Jesus the last couple of days. I'm like, how do you even talk about this stuff? Like, I just want to lay down and lay there. It's like, it's too much, Lord. It's awesome. I mean, that's a revelation. You pray that prayer in, in Ephesians 1. 17, 18, that you would give to me a revelation of wisdom and the knowledge of who you are. Pray that every day. 
Don't get up in the morning and go, ah, I got to go to work. It's going to stink. So-and-so's there. You get up in the morning and say, give me a revelation, Father God, of who you are and what you got for me today. And you go out looking. You go out surveying. And they're like, there's that person that really doesn't like me at work. And when they come up to you, you can say, you know what? How are you doing today? You look great. Although in our society, you better not say you look too great to many people at work. You'll probably get fired. That's where we live today. So Ephesians 1, 7, that revelation. And the thing is that God's called us into the miraculous life. He hasn't called us into a mundane life, just a squeak by life. Do you realize that Adam and Eve lived a miraculous life? They lived a miraculous life until they got a little doubt in their head, right? So God's called us into this miraculous life. It didn't end well for Adam and Eve, but he called them into this miraculous life. And I believe as Christians sometimes we're just trying to live a life. And God says, no, I want you to live a miraculous life. Be normal just like Jesus. Be a Christian. Be a spirit-filled believer. That's my plumb line. I'm not asking you to go to be a super Christian. There's no such thing. You are or you aren't. And when you are, you're Christ-like. And when you are Christ-like, you get all the benefits of heaven. And when you get all the benefits of heaven, you're living a miraculous life. When you realize that you're in the miraculous life, you can do the things that Jesus did even greater. Normal Christian. I want to be a normal Christian. I've tried for many years to try to be a super Christian. And when I try to be a super Christian, I get over into the self-righteous and the religious and the us against them, the good versus evil. And when Jesus gave me a revelation of, you're just a normal Christian, Mark. You're just like me. I'm like, okay. It took a few times. But that's the revelation that you'll get when you get into the word. That's what Paul was telling us. He says, no, don't go, don't go back into trying to be a super God follower. He says, just stay with what you know, that you're free in Christ, that you've been saved by faith through grace, that my mercy has been shed for you and for all men. Because there is no super Christians. Second Peter 1. This is, says, Simon Peter, servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I love that word, obtained. I talked about it last week. Obtained is a place. You've arrived. You're there. You got a hold of it. Many years for the Christians, it's been trying to attain something. And don't get me wrong. When we become a Christian, there's still a little bit of work to do, right? You still got to pray. You got to get in the word. You got to do all these things. But when you do those things, when you realize you obtained this freedom in Christ, you're doing them from a position of Christ-likeness. And when you're in that position of Christ-likeness that you know you've obtained, you're, you're, you're going to find out things about yourself. You're going to find out things about the word. And you're going to be able to walk out that life. See, a lot of times it's as Christians, we're trying to, to fight and scratch and claw our way to get in a right relationship with God, and we miss out on the Word. We miss out on maybe hearing the Holy Spirit. But when you can get yourself to a place that you realize that you've arrived in the kingdom, He's going to speak to you, and you're going to be able to live that victorious life from that position. Does that make sense? Because you realize that I've stepped up. And if you were up here with me, you can see everything, right? 
This is how the Christian lives. You've stepped up. You can see above all the junk and all the garbage and above the fray. And you say, now I can live from here. Well, who's up here with me? I'm up here with the Holy Spirit. I'm up here with God. I'm up on his level. Now, for some people, that freaks them out because we've grown up in a, in a religious mindset like we're, he's too big. He's too, he's, we're not worthy. It's like the old Wayne's World movie when they meet Alice Cooper. They're all on their knees going, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. Maybe some of you guys don't remember that one, but I do. And Jesus would say, get up. You are worthy. You're more than worthy. And so in 2 Peter, he says, you've obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior. It's a done deal, he says. We have the faith of Christ. It says in Romans 8, 11, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It's amazing. The amplified version of 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 Ephesians 2.8 says, by free grace you have been saved. I can't get past all the freedom scriptures. I can't. Well, the youth group's going to get, they're going to be free or they're going to run because that's all I'm going to preach them. They've been set free. They don't realize it in 7th and 8th grade. They go to school and there's like, I hate that kid. He's a bully. That guy's weird. That kid smells. That's junior high, right? But the thing is, They've been set free. The problem is with some of us older generation is we don't realize we've been set free. The word says you've been set free. And when you've been set free, you can step up there with Jesus and you can reign alongside him. Freedom reigns in this place. Well, who's reigning? We are. We're the believer. We're reigning in this place. And where are we reigning? In freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. We wouldn't sing that song at church if we didn't believe it. If Jason would have brought up a song and said, Pastor Jeff, I really like to do the song, and it was not about that, we'd be like, I don't know about that. That doesn't sound like that's something we want to be singing on Sunday. So I'll be honest with you. We, we take great care in, in understanding what songs we, we throw into the mix, don't we? We want to make sure that they line up with the word and that people are going to be set free when they hear these songs. Verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of who? God, Jesus. There's where your knowledge is. The more you know, right? And if you know that word knowledge, when it's used scripturally, it's a word that means intimacy to the point of between a married man and a married woman. That's what the word knowledge means in the Bible, that you have a tight personal relationship with God, and you know it. And he says, when you, and because you realize that, the grace and the peace is going to be multiplied to you. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit, right? Does it always come out of us, Jim? <laughs> Not always. Right? But it's in there. And he says, I've multiplied that, and I've multiplied grace to you because you know me. You're reigning with me from a place of heaven. That's what he's telling us. And he goes on to say, if you're, I mean, the, the notes I have, it says, when, you, when we are in communion with the Lord, when we're talking to him all the time, he will impart wisdom to us. That's what he says. And if we don't take advantage of God's knowledge, which comes through his word, then his peace won't manifest in your life. Think about that. It's through the word that God downloads all his promises and you can realize what you have. And that peace 
will come upon us. That freedom will reign in your life. Romans 12, 2, I can't get away from that scripture. Renew your mind to God's word. That's what it says. Don't renew your mind to everything else around you. Renew your mind to God's word. When you renew your mind to, God, to God's word, some of the things that you're dealing with right now, you'll be like, that is just silly. That's ridiculous. Why am I even worried about that? And that's where I want to be as a Christian. That's where I want to get to a point where I can say, this stuff is so petty. It has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. If I just pursue him with all my heart and with all my soul, I get in my prayer closet and I pray in the spirit and ask for wisdom, he's going to show me something. And all the other stuff's going to be like, it's just junk. What did Paul call it? He called it dung, right? In Galatians. All that stuff I count as garbage. I think in, the, in one, of the, one of the translations, it's the message or the, the passion translation, he says, I count it as dog poo. It says that in the Bible. Trisha, it does. That's what he counts it as. All the other stuff that you've learned about how to get through life, garbage. He says, I've given it all up to follow after Christ because he has set me free. And when I stick with him, the freedom just reigns in my life. Verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. There's that knowledge word again. He says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's pretty good, isn't it? Some people here right now, maybe you're not thinking, I'm not very godly. But you know what? If, you, if you're a believer in Christ, he says, I've planted myself in you. He says, if you get into my word, you're going to see all things that pertain to your life that are godly. We talked last week, right? We're not just trying to live a good life. We're trying to live that godly life. We're trying to follow after the Holy Spirit. See, we, need, we just need a revelation of what we already have in Christ. We need to learn how to use what we have. That's the thing right there. Use what you have. What do you have? You have the word. Anyone ever remember that show MacGyver? Yeah. Wasn't that awesome? He'd be like trapped in a jail cell, like in some third world country, and he had like a stick of Wrigley's spearmint gum and a shoestring, right? <laughs> and he'd be like, doop-bop, and then all of a sudden, boom, the jail cell would blow open, and he had to run out. He had a mullet back then, too. I think it was awesome. And he would run for it. Because MacGyver got this, this understanding, we just need to learn how to use what we have. And see, the problem is with us Christians sometimes, we haven't realized to use what we have. This is the sword of the Spirit. What did David chop off Goliath's head with? A sword. This thing will do some damage. It'll do some major damage. It's the one weapon in Ephesians 6 that is an offensive weapon. The rest of them are all just like receive, receive, believe. But he says, you take the sword of the Spirit, and you go out and you fight your battle. And the sword of the Spirit, it says, is God's word. That's your offensive weapon. And we need to learn, Peter says, what we have and use it. And verse 4 there says, Whereby we are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, and by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Well, if you've, if you've escaped something, you've been set free. And he says, I've allowed you to escape all this worldly stuff, and he says, and be a partaker of my divine nature. Isn't that amazing? He doesn't say you can have 
a good life. He doesn't even say you can have a great life. He says you can be a partaker of my divine nature. And when you sit back and think about the divine nature of God himself, right over the head, right? But according to the scripture, it says he's given us everything, all these great and exceeding promises, and he says now you can partake in that divine nature. He says you can, you can step up with me into another realm and you can partake in kingdom living. That's what he's telling us. That is freedom. When you can stand up there with Jesus and, you, and with confidence and boldness, freedom's going to reign in your life. So there's three things I want to share with you to help you stand in freedom. There's actually four because the first one, I believe, is if you look back in Acts 2, it says when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, they preached the word with boldness. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and allow all those gifts of the Spirit to come pouring and flooding into you. And then you can have some more weapons at your disposal. Disposal. So being baptized in the Holy Spirit, it would be number one. So I'm, I guess I got four. Number two, which is number one in your sheet, feed on the Word. Feed on it. Man, we've had some good food around here, haven't we, lately, Doug? We've been feasting at Praise Community Church on Wednesday, on Friday, and we're just mowing down the food, right? Some of, we had like 20 different cakes here the other night. And I think most of us tried probably most of it. So we're not shy to feed on everything else. You know, some of us watch Fox News. Some of us watch CNN. We're feeding on this word. You're feeding on that word. You're getting a word from KAMT or the Globe Gazette or USA Today or the New York Times. You're feeding on all these words. They're all garbage when you come right down to it. Jesus says, feed on my word. Renew your mind to my word. If you're not feeding on God's word, you're going to believe all the lies of the world, and eventually you're going to believe all the lies of the enemy. Because the enemy just came in with one word to Eve and said, no, that's not true. No, no, you really believe that about God? See, today we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, and we have this whole power-packed Bible that we can feed on. It's amazing. I could tell you right now, my life, in the last six months to a year, I could probably write, go back on the calendar and say, you had a good day this day or you had a bad day this day because of what I was feeding on the night before, the day before. It's not like I'm living in some awful life of just debauchery. It's nothing even to do with that. It's just, what am I feeding my life? What am I feeding my mind? What am I feeding my brain? And every time I go back and to that word, and I dwell on it, and I feed on it, not only do I get built up, the rest of the stuff just goes away. That's what the word of God will do for you. So you got to feed on the word. Another thing we got to do is confess Jesus publicly. A lot of us want to confess everything else that's going on in our life. It's a loaded question in the church sometime when you ask somebody, how are you doing? You better be prepared for an answer. Maybe it's in your life, too, with some of your friends that you know. Every time you ask them how you're doing, you better have 15 minutes. It's not a knock, because I believe that when someone asks me, how, how's it going? You know, whatever's on my mind, I'm going to spew, right? But the thing is, if we're confessing Christ into our situation, it's not that we're denying 
anything in our life. We're just denying that it's right to be there in our life. If you're dealing with sickness and disease, it's not that you're in denial of that sickness and disease. When you preach Jesus and you speak Jesus into that, into that situation, into that mountain, you're speaking it's right to be there because you're a child of God, and it has no right to be on you. So we need to feed on the word. We need to confess Jesus into, all, into every situation, and we need to commune with God. What does that mean? Well, we have communion once in a while, every day. We're going to have it again today if you, if you choose. Once a month we do communion. But communion with God is just sitting down and talking and listening, just like you would do with one of your best friends. How'd your day go? Great. What'd you do today? What are you doing this weekend? You know, just talk to God. What's going on, God? You saw what I did today. I'm a knucklehead. But you know what? That's not who I am because you made me something different. And you listen. And he's going to tell you, that's right, Mark. This is who you are. This is what the word says about you. This is why I sent my son just for you. That's having communion with God. I mean, we all, how many people want to go out for coffee all the time and hang out with people? I love doing that. It's great. But we should have some time set aside for God where we can just sit and chat and listen. And not just tell him, spew at him. You can do that too. He don't care. You can spew at God all day long. He's still listening. He just wants to jump in once in a while and say, hey, no, 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 no. That's not how I see you. This is how I see you. And when you're feeding on the word and when you're, when you're, when you're confessing Jesus into every situation, your communion with God is going to be so much better than what maybe it has been in the past. It's a two-way street. He wants to speak to you. I know when my personal time when the Word has been regulated, and this is me personally, just to my Bible study, or maybe reading a book, or even taking, watching a, a, someone on TV, or taking a class, if that's all I'm doing, it's the wrong order. Those things are all great, and there's so many good things out there to help us in the Christian world, but our number one thing is we need to be feeding on that Word and communing with God. And confessing who he is. Every time I get alone with the Lord, I expect something good to happen to me. It took me a while to get there. But I'll tell you what. When I came into church today, when I sat down there, I said, you know what, God? Give me something. Feed me. Every time. Every time I get in the Word, it's like, show me something, God. I know you got something in there for me. Just for me today. And he does every time. Every single time. I'm not saying this because I got it all figured out, people. I'm saying this because I've, I'm one of us. I'm a child of God, but sometimes I just try to do things on my own. I forget the freedom that Christ has set me free in, and I try to just fix and do things out of my own strength. But when I get back to feeding on the word and confessing Jesus into my life, and when I commune with him and I talk with him, he just speaks right back to me. That's what he does. What Marilyn spoke about today is a woman who feeds on the word, prays in the spirit, communes with God. And she hears a word in a song, and she's like, I want to share that. And she didn't share it for the three ladies up here so much. I know she did. She shares it for everybody. It's for the body of believers. It's a word. But it comes from a discipline and a practice of speaking to God and allowing God to speak back to you and then going with it. Don't be scared of what God has for you. He's got something really good and mighty. So you need to commune with them. The last thing I want to say is this. A Christian is called away from superstition 
and bondage. We've been called away from deception. We've been called away from guilt. We've been called away from depravity. We've been called away from ignorance. We've, and we've been called away from a destructive life, being a slave to Satan, basically what that is, and not a free person, and facing eternal death, which is, is an eternity in hell if you don't know Jesus as Lord. But here's the thing. Jesus came and he called us to liberty. He's called us to receive forgiveness of our sins. Through his shed blood, he's freed us from guilt. He's allowed us and freed us into a life of health and wholeness and prosperity. See, many times as Christians, we, just, we only think that Jesus died for, for forgiveness of sins, and we get to go to heaven. Believe me, those are good things. Those are awesome things. But he's called us so much more. And when you realize your place in the kingdom and you step up into that heavenly realm, realm and you feed on that word, you allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you when you're, when, you're, when you're praying in your spirit language, when you're talking to him and you're communing with him, when something bad comes up in your life and you don't deny it, but you confess Jesus into that situation, you're going to feel that freedom. It's going to come upon you. It has to. It's such an amazing thing to know that 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 Jesus has always had a purpose and a plan for you. No matter where you're at, he's always had a purpose and a plan for you. And it wasn't just to crawl into heaven. It was to high step into heaven, like you just won the 100-yard dash by 90 yards. That's how he's called us. That's who we are. We're not clars and scrapers and just barely getting buyers. We're kingdom children, and we reign from a different place. When you reign, you're the champion. The Philadelphia Eagles, reigning Super Bowl champs. Mark Hicks, reigning child of God. It's got a good ring to it. Think about it. I'm here just to preach. I've just been happy. I'm not sure if some of you are getting it or not getting it, or you thought, I've heard this before. Jesus makes you happy. If you weren't happy when we were singing those songs, I'm not sure what's going to do it for you. I'm serious. He's talking about you and your reign in life. Last scripture. If you abide in me and my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What's the truth about you? I can tell you all day long what God says about you, what the truth is. But you've got to find out for yourself if that's really the truth about you. By feeding on his word, confessing Jesus into your life, and just talking to God on a daily basis. Commune with God. Carve out some time to commune with God. I could see everybody here is just like me. It's Tuesday, then it's hump day, and then it's Thursday, and then it's Friday, and they're like, oh, i got the weekend just to chill out and lay low. And then you think, I'm going to come to church on Sunday because if I just show up at Praise Community Church for an hour on Sunday, my life's going to be perfect. And I'll go back to work on Monday. It doesn't work that way. This is just an opportunity for us to come together and fellowship. But it's also an opportunity for us to come together and share what God has done in our lives throughout the whole week. The Praise Cafe is good eating, right? But it's a good place to say, what's going on in your life? Well, you never know what God showed me this week. You know, I had a need I couldn't pay my bill. And I talked to God about it, and I prayed about it, and I sowed a seed into this ministry. And then, lo and behold, someone sowed a seed into, into me, and I had more than enough to pay my bill. 
I believe that stuff happens. So the last thing I want to say is this. I'm going to find my scripture. Let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free, not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. People, we've been set free. If you don't know Jesus as Lord of your life, there's going to be an opportunity for you today to come up and talk to some people who are born-again believers, who believe not only in Jesus, but they believe in you as well, too. And they want to share with you the love of God, and they want to show you an opportunity how you can have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you, when you jump into that personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then you become a child of God. And you are what they said in, in Romans, it's come upon you. The freedom of Christ is unto all men, but it comes upon the believer. Big difference, right? Seven billion people on earth, the freedom of Christ is unto all of us. But only the ones that choose to believe by faith does it come upon. So as we're up here praying today, whatever you feel like today that you need freedom from, that you know that I'm going up for prayer today because I know someone's going to speak a word in my life, that someone's going to come in agreement with me and say, yes, you are a free person. Maybe you've had doubt for many years. Maybe, maybe you're worried whether you're saved or not. Maybe you're thinking because I've done so many awful and stupid things or I'm not nice to my kids or I don't have a relationship with my parents that somehow God isn't, doesn't, doesn't see me the way he sees all these super Christians at church. Mm-mm. Like Bill Johnson said, Jesus was the most normal Christian that ever lived, and that's what we are. A believer in Christ is just a normal Christian, but a normal Christian does great and mighty things because God, Christ has set us free. And he set us free to be free, to live a life for him. Amen? So if you just stand with us and invite the worship team up and invite the prayer team up today. It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lift your eyes to heaven. There is freedom. If you're tired and thirsty, Lord, there is freedom. If your burden is heavy, he brings freedom. If you're hurt and you're broken, he brings freedom. I want to say freedom reigns in this place because freedom reigns inside you, the believer. So if you need some prayer today, you come up and get prayer. There'll be many people up here that will share with you. If you want a prayer from Pastor Jeff or, or, or myself, we'll be here too as well. Or if you just need to talk. But don't leave here today with something of a burden. Come and share it with somebody. You don't have to give us all the details. You just need to stand there, put your hands in the air and say, help me. I need something. I need a touch. I need a word. And someone will speak it to you. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.